You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 412 of Podcateers. This week, we finally give our thoughts on the ending of Moon Knight and how we feel it's going to tie into upcoming Marvel projects. Is Oscar Isaac a good choice to reboot an iconic character? New meet and greets with characters from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness are coming to California Adventure. We talk a little about the new cosmic rewind coaster at Epcot. Then we get into the trailers for Avatar, Lightyear, Rescue Rangers, and who we think might be the villain. Plus, Disney announces a new game called Disney Dreamlight Valley, and we're super excited about this release. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode, and you can join the conversation by joining us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd love for you to join our growing community on Discord. Joining is super simple. You can head on over to podcateers.com slash 412 and click on the Discord logo, or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, just head on over to podcateers.com FGP. On that page, you'll find a listing of some of our top contributors, some info on the FGP Squad, and a link to our Patreon. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions. And of course, as always, a very, very special thank you goes out to all of the members of the FGP Squad for their continued support. So we're going to get this thing started. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode. We hope that you enjoy the podcast and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for some time now, welcome back, my friends. Here is episode 412 of Podcateers. Our hands all at the same time. Oh no, what <laughs> He sold tortillas on the corner and the mob wanted in. No, you don't <laughs> take the tortillas. <laughs> That's, uh, I love that. Pablo bit. Francisco, I believe. Yeah. Little tortilla boy. <laughs> Three pocketeers try <laughs> to sync their audio. All right, everybody, let's clap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but the mob wanted in. How dare you take my microphone? <laughs> I gotta remember the rest of the bit. I can't remember anything after the first five seconds of that bit. <laughs> That's all I remember. That he sold tortillas on the corner. Yeah, um, it's been a while, but it's it's always stuck with me. Yeah, it's a good bit. bit. The little tortilla boy. <clears throat> Pablo Francisco was one of those comedians that was funny, and then you kind of didn't hear from after he had that big surge. Yeah. We saw him come up. He was super funny. And then they did like the Mexican Kings of Comedy and George Lopez and the other guys came up. And then you kind of never heard from Pablo Francisco again. Aw. Which yeah, is a shame. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, stand-up's weird like that. Sometimes you just have like, 
you you hit with something and it comes really popular and you get your special and you get your thing and then you can't come up with anything else or you know life goes a different way yeah yeah that's true that is true i i was really really into like i mean i'm still into stand-up comedy but like in high school i was very i bought all the dvds before streaming i was like okay go to FYE or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> Stand-up comedy DVDs or go on some comedian's website and order their DVDs and yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Those were good. Yeah, to this day, uh my wife like one of her favorite memories of us going out to uh we used to go out to like the improvs and stuff. Mhm. You know, one of her favorite memories is when we were in Ontario, we went to go see Canada, um, <laughs> Ontario, California. Ah, okay. We went to go see Gabriel Iglesias. Nice. And we were pretty close to the front to like to the point where he was pointing us out because Lynette just had this like giggle attack. Like she was just <laughs> laughing like she wouldn't stop. Like the punchline was over and all of a sudden, she like burst out laughing again, and so he latched onto that. He's all like, "Ah, I got giggles in the front row!" <laughs> and we got a chance to meet him after we bought his CD, and he was selling a couple mm-hmm. things, and he signed them for us. We took some pictures with him and everything, and super cool guy. Like he he was real fun to interact with for a few minutes, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's probably one of the best times we've had at an improv watching a stand-up comedian <laughs> i saw um frank caliendo people know who that is frank caliendo yeah, is um when i was in i think I, I don't even know if i was in high school yet and i was just really obsessed with frank caliendo thought he was so funny i mean still funny but <laughs> um he was at the crest theater here in sacramento and you know, he was out afterwards, met him afterwards, and he's very short compared to me. I'm a six foot three, um, and he's probably in the, the five fours area. And oh, wow. Th- this was, you know, this was pre-smartphone days. So my flip phone camera <laughs> picture with oh, Frank wow. Caliendo. I don't know where this photo is today, if, I, if it ever made it off of said flip phone and onto a hard drive, but... It exists out there somewhere <laughs> or in the, wow. you know, the dump where all the electronics go to die. But do anyway. you have do you have any of your old cell phones like just stashed away somewhere or I do, do you physically get rid of them? I yeah, I used <laughs> to um, I've I've taken to donating them to theaters now because okay. everybody yeah. needs prop phones and, and stuff like that. I do have a box of. I think we have a box of like six phones that need to go to the recycling because they're like iPhone four and yeah. <laughs> Mel, you said you keep yours, right? I I have one. I've only kept one, and that's my Motorola. It's which a, that, one? The oh gosh, the brick. I don't remember what model that is. Like the Zach just like with Morris, like brick phone, like the no, big no, no. gray one. It's like the little like it was about. Five inches, four inches tall, and it had the yellow screen. So you're talking about like a like a Nokia kind of style, yeah. like Motorola, like the old Nokia with the buttons, and you could play Snake on Watch it. Watch me it. have the brand wrong, but I mm. yeah, I don't know why I've kept. Everybody it, talks but... about the Nokia where you could like throw it off a building and it'd still oh, be okay. That thing, and, yeah. that thing was <laughs> a tank, I think that's the dude. one. 
and I have a hot pink case that went on it. <laughs> Did it just clip onto it? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, maybe it was a Nokia. Hmm. And yeah, the only reason it stops because I don't have it. It didn't retain battery, but I'm like, it's still pretty cool. So I was like, eh. And it's a weapon, whatever. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they put that in a sock and you can hit something right. hard with it. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to figure out what to do with mine because I've I've given a couple away, but I do have a box where, I mean, I, I love technology and sometimes I, I like to like for archival purposes like look back on it but at the same mm-hmm. time you get to a point where you just run out of space and you just want to give it away you want to throw it away but now it's so old like nobody wants it mm-hmm. and like in the i know that in the box where i keep some of that old stuff i have uh the iphone potato the four when verizon first got it mm-hmm. uh and then i got uh a touch point that i had with sprint it was like it had like a little mouse Windows dial phone and like, thing no. or whatever. So I do have a Windows ME okay. phone as well. It was oh, like wow. a sliding phone mm-hmm. that was supposed to compete with the with the Trio. Uh, I have my BlackBerry Touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have an old two LG phones, like an LG G4 and a G5. I think that's it. I think everything else that I've had one of those phones I remember keeping because like the mm-hmm. motherboard died and I, this was the LG five, the the G five was the one that died. And so I kept it specifically because one day I thought one day I'm going to learn how to remove these chips and move it onto something else. And I'm going <laughs> to retrieve all these videos. And I mean, it's sitting in a box. I've never done anything with it. So uh, LG was going to charge me like $300 to do recovery on it. And I thought, please, I'll wait until next year when the phone is discontinued and buy it on eBay for 50 bucks. And then I'll just have somebody resolder it. And it turned out to be way more complicated than that because it was like this weird array of mm-hmm. memory chips. It wasn't all Dang. on one like it normally is. So there it is. I mean, it's just sitting in a box now. Will I ever see the pictures and videos? I hope so. I had a lot of like early pictures from when my first son was born on that phone. So that's why I didn't want to just get rid of it. I wanted to see what I could retrieve from there. And one day I'm I'm going to keep having hope that one day I will be able to retrieve those visuals. Well, now I, we have the cloud, so we should hopefully that won't happen again, right? There's that. Yeah. And then there's like YouTube videos, I'm sure, of people who do things to revive like their phones or technology pieces and just grab stuff or whatever. Anything is pretty much possible now. That's so. true. So watch now I'm on eBay. Are you so checking? <laughs> yes, I am. Hey, look at that. $39.25.99 for an LG G5. This is perfect. Look at that. 30 bucks. You're welcome. <laughs> 25 Wait a second. Oh, it says parts only. Oh. Well, that's okay. You only need parts. Which parts? Yeah, but what if it's the parts that I need that are <laughs> right. out? I don't know. Well, now that I know that I can get it for less than fifty bucks, I might jump in. You and, don't have uh, enough on your uh, enough stuff to do already. I know, right? right? <laughs> that's true. But now, yeah, like I said, now there's a little bit more hope, so that's good. Uh, how do we start talking about old cell phones? 
Uh, I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. It's probably me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, because we I took a picture pictures. of Frank Caliendo oh, yes, on an yes, old yes, phone. Yes. There we go. We figured it out. <laughs> All right. My brain's not fully broken. That's fantastic. I love but it. But anyway. <laughs> uh, hey, so there's so many things going on. Last week or the week before, uh, I was super enthusiastic about talking about Moon Knight and the theories and where it was Moon all going to go and how it was going to end. And look, I know that I said a whole bunch of stuff about it. I had a lot of expectations about what Moon Knight was supposed to be or what I thought it was going to be. And look, I got like 95% of it wrong. And <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that because... I I think that if if these shows and these films become too predictable, you stop enjoying them. And so True. I'm almost I'm I'm actually kind of happy that I got so much of it wrong because it leaves me wondering and wanting more ultimately with the series. Now, before we talk about these episodes, if you haven't watched the episodes of Moon Knight, all six of them are available on Disney Plus right now. Uh it it's a really great series. I think it was really well done. The storytelling was good in many ways. Uh, I think it is a little confusing at times to follow if you're not paying attention to certain things. But in general, uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, If you've enjoyed WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, this is in the same vein. Uh, I think it's a little more intense than some of the other series. I think it is kind of Disney's way of introducing that element into the stories that we didn't necessarily see so much before in the MCU. So if you haven't seen them yet, there's some spoilers coming up. Just fast forward to, you know, when we start talking about something else. But uh, let's talk a little bit of Moon, uh, some Moon Knight here because we haven't talked about it in several episodes now. Overall, what did you think of the series? What did you think of the ending? And do you have any questions that I possibly can't answer for you? <laughs> um, I want more. I didn't have an ex- any expectations. I do have a question, but I'll ask the question after. Okay. Because if I ask right now, it's going to be like, well, you got to talk about it first before I even ask it because it wouldn't <laughs> make sense. But yeah, every episode was an adventure, and it's like, I just want more. <laughs> it was, yeah, bouncing around, going all to different places I wasn't expecting. Um, it's It seems like, I mean, you kind of brought it up. It seems like this is just a way for them to be like, hey, we got this character, Moon Knight. We'll just make him a TV show, and it's really not going to have any impact on anything. We might reference some MCU stuff, but... Uh, he can just be a thing and then just not have any consequences. It seems like, um, to the, to the greater storyline that, that exists. Um, it, it, at least that's what I got from it anyway, because just how it ended it, you know, kind of seemed to be wrap everything up pretty well, uh, for our, uh, Steve and Mark and yeah, everybody, (laughs) I enjoyed watching it. I'm still a little confused by how, where we are and who was where and and who was when and which one was real and 
but um yeah it was a it, it was a fun ride and it was a a good series and if they made more i'd be happy to watch if they didn't i think they wrapped it up fairly nicely to to be a little self-contained just little little narrative yeah i mean there was so many things that i was expecting to see as part of the series that when it concluded I felt like I was left with more questions than I wanted to be left with. Like the other series left you in a state of speculation that I think I, I, I felt like I knew where things were going. Like at the end of WandaVision, kind of at the end of Loki, after watching Doctor Strange this past weekend, I can see how they all kind of tie together. But I think that was because I was feeding directly into some of the stories that I've known, you know, for these characters. And, you know, we Mm -hmm. talked a lot about like House of M with WandaVision and the connection and all that and how we thought it was going to lead into Multiverse Madness and all that stuff. With this one, this was a new character to me. I wasn't very familiar with Moon Knight. I I knew that there was comparisons to Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, when, When they first introduced the character in general i did some research and i found that there was going to be these these multiple personalities that we were going to see throughout the series and i remember there came a point in like episode four i think in three or four where he wakes up in front of a mirror i think in egypt and and i was like Mm -hmm. oh at the end i was like oh that's jake we're finally gonna get jake out of this right and Jake wasn't announced. And so the three personas are Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, and Jake Lockley. And then, of course, you have Mr. Knight, and then you have Moon Knight. I actually think that in the comic, if I remember correctly, there's a couple more personas, or Mr. Knight was actually a totally different person. It wasn't the same person in the comic book. So there was Moon Knight, and Mr. Knight was a totally different person. But... Uh, I was convinced that the person that was in front of the mirror was Jake. And I'm, I feel like I'm kind of right, but not the way that I thought I was originally right. Because at the end of the series, we see that uh, as, as Stephen is, like he blacks out, right? It was it Stephen or Mark mm-hmm. at the time. I don't remember who he was at the time. It was Mark. It was Mark, right? So he yeah. blacks out and all of a sudden everybody, everybody's like dead, right? Like, and right. Mm-hmm. They're wondering, like, what just happened? He's like, oh, I just blacked out. That's happened so many times in the series before. Jake's Mm -hmm. been there the whole time. We just didn't know that that was Jake when those blackouts were happening. We thought it was either one or the other. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we thought that we were going to get a full reveal of Jake, you know, just like we did with the other characters. And it turns out Jake was there the entire time. And so the personas that were created, Mark was created because Stephen was abused by his mother. And so that was his way. I thought that was the other way around. What did I say? You said Mark was. Oh, I'm sorry. Stephen was created because Mark was being abused by his mother. Great. Okay. And so. I was like, I thought I was paying Sorry. (laughs) And so. It was the persona that he made so that he was protected and he didn't remember any of that. And, you know, like he even had this new accent and everything. It was a total shift away from the world that he knew to this perfect world in his mind. Right. And so Jake 
became kind of like the 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 muscle behind the the personas yeah. right like if something was about to go down jake would take care of it and the other personas didn't know about it didn't need to know about it jake was the protector like that was the like jake was the persona that protected like steven and mark throughout everything i like the way that it rolled out it leaves me wondering what's going to happen to Khonshu now and what's going to happen as Jake. Because if you remember in the last episode, <clears throat> he tells him, okay, well, we're done here. Release me from your contract. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to do this, right? So he releases Steven and he releases Mark, but it looks like he didn't <laughs> release Jake, Right. It looks like each persona is individual to the contract that was created with Kanchu. And so now we have two personas that are not connected or don't know that they're connected. But when Kanchu needs Jake, he's just like, all right, we'll take over. That's the part that confuses me because he always had to jump between. He's like, let me take over. Let me take over. Let me let me do this. And, you know, Stephen and Mark were always fighting. And now, how are they even going to introduce Jake in the future where, where they're, they're not supposed to know that Jake is there, like, with Kanchu? What's he going to say? Like, oh, um, hey, guys, I need to borrow the body. I need to go down to the liquor store or something. And then, like, all of a sudden, he's like, all right, Kanchu, I'm here, right? You know, it's, it's so weird. So uh, it, it does leave way more questions than I think we had answers for. And I'm kind of okay with it for now as mm -hmm. long as it doesn't go unanswered because if they just yeah. leave it like this it, it i'm gonna feel like it was a waste it was a, a good story but the character development and how it plays into the mcu may feel like a waste because it may seem disconnected completely the only way that i feel like it might be connected is that because there's uh like gore the god butcher is supposed to be coming out in thor love and thunder theoretically speaking with the connections in the story that the gods like khonshu and ra and like all these other egyptian gods have to asgard and to you know the the beginning of life itself and the earth and everything and the demiurge and like all these other characters including mephisto and including like some of these other characters that we were speculating were going to appear at the end I, that's the only way that i feel like we can kind of clean up the story and then you know wind it down even if we don't get a season two of moon knight i'm okay with that as long as it's somehow tied to like one of these upcoming stories and uh if if they don't i'm not i don't know i don't want to say that i wasted my time because i did enjoy the series but right. like the completionist in my head is going to be like how dare you it's like when they cancel like those really popular shows that you're really into and you just want like five more episodes and a movie Right? Yeah. I'm looking at you, community. I love you guys. <laughs> well, that's the way they did it with Psych. Psych keeps making movies. Yeah. They're doing it right. Yeah. Uh, overall, uh, I, w I was totally wrong about them introducing the Illuminati <laughs> at the end. I was totally like, they're like, we're getting mutants. We're getting this. And da -da -da. in the Doctor Strange trailers, 
there there was all this you know there were these scenes with like characters and charles xavier and so it's like oh my god the illuminati right like the illuminati is coming down doctor strange how are we going to get introduced to them i think it's going to happen at the end of moon Knight. and i had like all these theories where it's like oh man they're going to tie up house of m into this and they're going to bring like mephisto because like he's tied into like the gods and like he was created when the gods were butchered and that's how they're going to bring gore the god butcher into thor love and thunder and it was like in my head there was like this board of <laughs> red thread just pointing to everything connecting everything that i've known since wandavision right and mm-hmm. none of it happened <laughs> none of it and again i'm i'm okay with it as long as i don't feel like it was wasted like that that there was some connection at the end uh because i think just inside i'll feel like i you know, I, I lost a best friend or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, can we talk about how awesome the scenes in episode three, from three and on, how every time they were in a pyramid or they were going after they were in the tomb, I think this is why Moon Knight was just so easy for me to watch. It just gave me pure indie vibes. Like, there was parts where, like, Layla had to go across, and it was clear. I was kind of like you. I was like, she's going to throw some dirt, and then there's a bridge. She's going to keep walking, you know, kind of like Last Crusade. And, I mean, I I really appreciated that a lot. Because, again, I don't know. I went into this blindly. I didn't know anything about Moon Knight. Nothing. Sorry, I didn't say it correctly, Andrew. (laughs) 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 But I mean, at one point in episode three and four, I was like, where's a fedora? Like, I'm looking for one somewhere in the distance or something. But Jehovah starts with an I. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I really appreciate that. And the way that we saw Layla become the Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. That pose was pretty cool. I also appreciated how we got to see how Mark and Steven became closer and trusting. And you just saw like the, the switches become more easy. And then these fights would be like harmony. Yeah. Like after they, they, like, I guess you would say like inner peace and whatnot uh, between them. Their hearts balance. They did. Yeah. They totally did. (laughs) So I know this is, a stretch of a question to ask and i i just wanted to ask i will take no offense (laughs) uh do you think oscar isaac could be the next indie oh after seeing what we've seen uh i you know i think he would make a pretty good indiana jones i think he has I think he has that explorer like look and knack and vibe to him as especially kind of seeing him now cuz you're right I think a lot of those scenes inside of the pyramids really did give off like hardcore indie vibes right so mm-hmm. I think seeing him in that seeing him in a fedora and and everything like the whole get up I think he would be a good indie We don't have one yet so it's like well, we, we have to... one. We, we have, have Shia we LaBeouf. The one. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Mutt Williams? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> he was I mean, cool, I, no. <laughs> yeah, It's going to be a long time before... Before anybody takes up that mantle, I think Harrison Ford's going to have to be dead and Steven Spielberg is going to have to be dead before anything happens with with Indiana Jones. Um, And I mean, as soon as the two of them are gone, I think Disney's pulling out that uh, reboot machine and we're like, okay, boop, boop, boop. Who's the hot, you know, 35 year old name or whatever, however old Harrison Ford was when he started. And we're rebooting this sucker. Raiders of the Lost Ark again. Yeah. Um, I think at that point, Oscar Isaac would be too old. Um, yeah, um, that, I mean, just if you think about like when it would actually happen, I mean, a lot of people have been saying Tom Holland because of that video game movie he made, which was basically Indiana Jones, but not done well. Um, Uncharted. Uncharted? It was just like an Indiana Jones movie, um, which they just... Yeah, Indiana Jones exists already, so what's the point? Um, but that's I think a lot of people are saying Tom Holland for that. Um, but to- people say Tom Holland for everything. Um, <laughs> I don't have a good answer. I think Oscar Isaac could do a, a bang up job of it. You know, he would. I think he. You know, he need to pull over, pull the uh, the more Mark Spector voice as opposed to the Jake or the Stephen voice. Um, because in Indiana Jones is an American professor and dolly lolly blah blah blah. Yeah. And every you know, it seems like Marvel really loves their British actors. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, but um I don't have a good every time anybody says who who do you think should play, I always say Tom Hanks, but he's really old and he would not make a good Indiana Jones. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think Marvel's really trying to diversify their cast a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we saw it a lot in, it's going to say the immortals, mm-hmm. Eternals, Eternals, Eternals. like we saw it a lot in the Eternals and which is why it was so criticized, right? Because people were used to seeing specific type of people in the Marvel films for so long that all of a sudden they had this huge diverse cast and people were like, Oh, Marvel's ruining. They're like, no, they're really attempting to diversify their cast. And that's a really great thing because anyone can see themselves as these characters mm-hmm. going forward, yeah. right? And so, like, bringing America Chavez into, like, Doctor Strange, like, you know, seeing her in the trailers has been really cool as well because, obviously, there's some controversy that was reading something about how some countries wanted to delete some of the scenes because there was supposed to be scenes... Uh, with like her mothers or something like that and but I mean I like the fact that they're adding all of that to the films because again representation matters and so it's important to have a very diverse cast so the Scarlet Scarab I'm glad you brought her up I think is uh, another great example right like the first Egyptian Mm -hmm. superhero especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it's funny because in the comics her dad was the Scarlet Scarab and then I think I, I don't know if it was like her brother or like her uncle or something that takes the mantle as the second Scarlet Scarab. But in the comics, uh, it was her dad that started that off. But we've seen uh, like Marvel take a lot of liberties with some of these stories and change up the mm-hmm. characters to fit the narrative of how the stories are being told within the MCU and also to diversify the cast. Right. So, the Scarlet Scarab is another great example of that happening. 
And uh, yeah, I don't have an answer for who would be another good Indiana Jones. I liked Oscar Isaac, but you're right. Thinking about when that would happen and when Disney would pull the machine on, let's do the yeah, reboot. Yeah, I didn't for think it. about that. That's such a great point. Um, all right, let's 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 think about that one, or let's ask all the listeners. Like, if you could see any actor playing the next Indiana Jones, we thought it would be uh, Oscar Isaac would be a really good one, but. Uh, you know, Andrew makes a lot of really great points. So if you could see anyone playing Indiana Jones, who do you think it would be? And uh, yeah, we'll talk about those in an upcoming episode. I just I Googled who should play Indiana Jones to see what the Internet had opinions on. And they have oh, bad no. opinions. <laughs> and also on this list, this is a list of like 20 people that should play Indiana Jones. Number 10 is Harrison Ford, which makes no sense. Wow. Um, also, Liam Neeson is on this list, and he is very old. Um, so this list makes no sense. Everybody's <laughs> number one. I've seen like five lists. Everybody's number one is Chris Pratt. It's whatever. It's, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. Bradley Cooper, like, I think I don't he's know. on the older side too, though. That everybody on this list yeah. is not yeah, Robert Pattinson, Christian Bale, like, just. Jim Carrey? What is this wow. list? Jim Carrey, <laughs> Jim Carrey wow. is Indiana Jones. No, no. Never. No. No. No, you, you made a really good point that whoever they get has to be young enough that they have to have like three to five films in them. They're going to have to be breaking out like now yeah. and be young by the time the films, you know. So I, it's going to be like Timothy Chalamet or somebody. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a young. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I gotta watch more movies with new people in it. I just watch movies with old people in it. It seems (laughs) what I watch. Like everybody's like 55 or older in every movie I watch. It seems like I don't know why. That's just who they're putting in the movies that I watch. I guess I don't know. I don't watch a ton of movies, but there you go. Uh, well. You know, Moon Knight sadly did not turn out the way that I I thought it was going to. Either way, it was a heck of a ride. Uh, Again, I really hope that they end up tying it into future projects in the MCU, especially especially with the Scarlet Scarab. I feel like that's really going to be what we see next versus seeing something for Moon Knight next. Because uh, if I remember correctly, in the comics, the Scarlet Scarab... Uh, the second version of the Scarlet Scarab has like a Thor comic crossover. And so with Love and Thunder coming up and, you know, I don't know how they're going to end the Jane Foster story in Love and Thunder, because if you've read the comic, it's not good. But, you know, considering where they're going with Thor and that film and everything, that might be the next connection. The Scarlet Scarab might be connected to Thor next versus us seeing Moon Knight next or uh, Khonshu unless Gore the God Butcher you know, happens to get a hold of him and then maybe we get a reference in Thor saying, hey, by the way, this guy that controls the moon or gets his power from the moon, he's done. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. You must end him. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever Conchu says. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of MCU movies, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness released this weekend. Strange! 
I, did you get a strange count in the movie? I sure did. All right. Well, we'll talk about the strange count later on. You know what? I feel like because it's so brand new, how about we we do an after show for Doctor Strange? That way we can go as spoilerific as possible and we just kind of recap the movie like we'll go through the entire film and just talk about it and what we think is coming up next. Uh, so, yeah, let's do Doctor Strange in the after show. Sounds yeah. like a plan, Stan. Awesome. Speaking of Marvel characters, uh, America Chavez from Multiverse of Madness is coming to California Adventure along with the Scarlet Witch. Yay. Not just Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Now, do, do you guys know when it's coming or when they're both going to start appearing? I think they're this already week. there. Yeah. Oh, I if not yet. Already. I could have swore I saw a video of of uh, Scarlet Witch walking through the parks already. Okay. I um, did see the yeah. teasers that they dropped. No, this was like somebody's Instagram or something. So. All right. Okay. See, now that I think is one of those, like as excited as you were for Moon Knight, Melissa, mm-hmm. meeting the Scarlet Witch is on that list for me as well. Like along with Mr. Knight, uh, I, think, I think between the two, I'd be more excited for Mr. Knight than Moon Knight. I don't know why. I just, I love that suit so much. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I want one for me, but they don't make them in, as Fluffy would say, size damn. So <laughs> I, I just have to kind of figure out what to do about that. So yeah, so America Chavez, Scarlet Witch coming to California Adventure, or as, as we said, they are there now. And there's been so many trailers that have been dropping over the last few weeks that... We, I don't think we've had a chance to really talk about any of them. So uh, I think now is a good time to talk about them because even at Doctor Strange, there was uh, a, a longer trailer for Lightyear, at least a longer one that I had seen. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was one that was already up on YouTube or anything. And uh, the big Smurfs, what are they? The Avatar thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean you're not excited to see Jake Sully and Avatar and the Navi in Avatar 2, The Way of Water, Hazen? No. The Way of Water. Oh, There's... oh, The Way of Water. Oh, well, that makes absolutely no difference. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I mean, look, I think if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've been fairly vocal about how I'm not a big fan of Avatar. It was a constant conversation I had with Gavin because Gavin loves Avatar. And he does. <laughs> I, I like I tried to get into it and Space Pocahontas. It well, I mean, I don't even know how to qualify it. Like I could tell you that I did watch them. Like I understand it from a visual standpoint, like the CG and everything. It's breathtaking. Okay. I give that CG team, you know, all the credit in the world because they brought that world to life. But there's something about the movie that I just didn't connect with. And I just I couldn't really get into it. The first time I tried to watch it, I kind of watched like half the film and I was like, ah, this is too long. I'm just going to go nap instead. Did you watch it in the theater, though, or did the no. first time you watched it was at home? See, no. that's your pr- I mean, I only watched it once ever and it was in the theater, so I don't have much room. But I think I think this these movies are built for the theater as opposed really? to watching them at home. I think so. I think it's one of the few things like you should probably watch it in a theater. They're big and blue and yeah. Do they have the song screen. too? Like the la 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 la. 
<laughs> no, there it's the big blue world, whatever that one oh. is. I can't from uh, <laughs> the, the, other one. the the Finding Nemo. When does Gargamel come out though? Yeah, <laughs> he's in the film too, right? He Gargamel and Papa Smurf, and they're all in there. Right? <laughs> Jokey and um, uh, Smurfed and Brainy and uh, and I think I also have a bit of a bias against Avatar because they've been pushing really hard to continue being above uh, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, well, especially Endgame. And yeah. they re-released the film, and they keep re-releasing. They and tried. So in <laughs> December, this uh, I think the new one's coming out in December, right, of this year? Yes, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that they're going to be like, come watch all the Avatar films in succession, and then they're going to add to their tally. And I, I don't think we're ever going to get that for Avengers. So there's a part of me that's also like, how dare you be so jealous of Endgame? <laughs> <laughs> that you you have to re-release just to be on top again. Feige and everyone on the Marvel crew was like, hey, congratulations, you did it again. And they, I think, were a lot more gracious than I've been. I mean, <laughs> cool, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. They're You're owned by alone. the same company. <laughs> I know like, they are. It's whatever. They're all owned by the star overlords over there. <laughs> I know they are. They're, I, I know, but still. <laughs> still. <laughs> anyway, enough about how I feel about Avatar. <laughs> so there's an Avatar trailer. So there's an Avatar trailer. <laughs> That's what we're talking okay, about. So I guess in, in all fairness, uh, you both saw the Avatar trailer. Uh, I stopped paying attention. I was dealing with more important things like what's in between um, like the seat where I was sitting, like, you know, trying to like dig out what was there in case it was like any <laughs> change or anything. Change, I don't know. Yeah, straw wrapper. Uh, yeah. I mean, French, I was all French fry. Yeah. I mean, there was more important things to deal with. So, of course, I don't know how you feel about Avatar, Melissa. Uh, I think Andrew is a lot more inclined to say maybe you liked it. Is, is, is that a stretch or? Me? I yeah. thought it was fine. Like it's it's an entertaining movie. I'm I'm not I'm not uh one of these like movie critic guys. I go watch a movie and I go, "Ah, it was fun." And then that's, you know, I didn't buy it on like DVD or anything at the time, so I didn't like it enough to buy it, but I thought it was fine. I'll go see the next one. All right, yeah. fair enough. I had no no interest in it at all, like even with the hype and everything. It didn't catch my attention, and I think I just... When did I just see it? A year and a half ago? And I... I, I, I think it was just too long for me. You just made it through the end I, of Netflix at, over COVID. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally, I got to get to Avatar, <laughs> I guess. It was more like, <laughs> let me see. You know what? It was more of, I have time. Let me see what this is about. And I'm watching it, and it was just like... I kept asking Jeremy, like, how far are we into this? Because it was already two it's hours. It's been 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, for it's me, it's film. like, if I have to, like, get up and adjust and move and stuff, it's, the movie gets killed for me. Yeah. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like, unless I know it's three hours, like, Endgame was hard to sit through and not have to go do anything or breathe. <laughs> but <laughs> this one was like, it's pretty. I, I see what everything is. It's beautiful, but it's not for me. It's just, it's not. It, it, nah. 
So when I saw the trailer, I'm like, Joy. All right, cool. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I'm, right there I'm with good. You. Yeah. Right there I, with I don't you. hate it. It's just, I'd rather, my taste is different. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Like, I don't. I don't want to come off as like I hate it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't am I biased because of Endgame? Yes, absolutely. But do I hate Avatar? No. no. I, it was <laughs> it was a movie that yeah. happened, right? And and some people loved it and some people didn't. I just happened to be in the segment of people that didn't. Am I going to go watch this one? No. I mean, will I watch it once it's out on like Disney Plus or something? No. <laughs> I mean, but geez. he said the unobtainium <laughs> Is they that have what, like... to they have to get the unobtainium from the wherever Pandora. Well, and okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, you know, what. Jake Sully. I'm saying everything I know about Avatar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've said all. I got back to Jake Sully. That's all I know. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I, I, I know. I just said that I won't watch it once it's out on Disney Plus. I, I definitely won't go watch it in the movie theater, but. When it is on Disney Plus, I will give it a fair shot. I will watch it. I will do my best to remove my bias, and I will do my best to watch it for the film that it was meant to be. I know that I might be cheating myself a little bit, like you said, Andrew, because it was probably made to be watched in IMAX or something like that. And maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it, you know, because I know everyone that said that it was amazing saw it in IMAX and I didn't. I mean I I saw it on a TV, you know, it is what it is. I saw it in a regular movie theater, but yeah. Yeah. Um I mean this might be how I might be able to convince my wife to let me buy one of those like eighty inch screen TVs for the living room. There you like, go. look, Andrew says I need one to watch Avatar. It's research. For because homework. I, there you go. Yeah. If I buy one of those eighty inch TVs, then I can sit as the kids say, crisscross applesauce in front of the TV. And mm-hmm. after the film is done, I won't be able to get up for an hour. But hey. You got to get surround sound, too. Oh, I need surround sound. I mean, it looks yeah. like I might be getting some cool like new 10. components 1. for Christmas. <laughs> there you this go. is fantastic. I, You know what? This is it all works coming out. up hazing. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> right. To Avatar we go. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Grace Augustine. <laughs> Thank you, Navi River Queen. and She's the stuff. shaman of song. Thank you very okay, much. Hey, yes. I know that. That's from the ride. That's from the ride, from the ride yeah. <laughs> it's not from the film. That's from the ride, but that's what I know I more about the ride. Anyway. Just move around a little bit. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, before we get into some of the other trailers, have you watched any of the footage from Cosmic Rewind? I've seen a little bit. I have not um, taken the deep dive just because I've not had time, but I've seen some stuff. I've seen the little bit of the Terry Crews stuff, a little bit of the Chris Pratt stuff um little tidbit tidbits tidbit i don't i can't talk parts of the ride i've seen little bits of those you know as one says words um but yeah it looks exciting um yeah i don't i've I've seen uh very little mel did you get a chance to see any of it yet no not yet but go for it let's talk about it (laughs) if you haven't there was a couple of videos that did a full walkthrough uh that i saw i'll put it in the blog post for this episode podcateers.com slash 412 if you want to take a look i went ahead and i watched it because i don't see myself going to epcot anytime soon 
And I know that we've talked about this in the past where if there's an experience that's coming to Disneyland or California Adventure, like we try to stay away from it, you know, to not spoil it. Sometimes right. the excitement is just too much, and I personally give into it just because, you know, watching it on the screen and experiencing it in person are two different things. So there's times where I, I feel like things might get spoiled, and there's other times that I think, I don't care, I'm just going to watch it anyway, and then I'll get to experience it live. Um, this one, I'm not going to go to Epcot anytime soon, so I was totally cool with watching it. There's some really cool stuff in the queue uh, I will say that there's this really cool reference, you know, to Walt Disney in the queue. Like you said, there's like all the, the clips with like Gamora and Star-Lord and Terry Crews and Cruella is in there as well. Like she's part of the ride. Uh, Glenn Close. Um, oh, not Estella. Estella, yeah. No, <laughs> Cruella. And uh, I have to say that from a visual standpoint, this is one of the crispiest looking attractions that Imagineering has put together. The screens and the depth of the visuals that you have on that attraction are phenomenal. It is, I love it. Like whatever technology they are using, it looks super real. Okay, it, mm -hmm. it looks amazing. And even when it's been recorded, on a camera or a phone or whatever, it still looks really good. Like okay. there's visuals that I've seen on attractions here, like Rise of the Resistance and stuff that don't look as good as Cosmic Rewind does. And Rise of the Resistance is like top notch, right? Yeah. And uh, like even visuals for the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. um, like that has some of the best visuals of any attraction I've ever seen as well. And this one just like, they're so good. I mean, if you watch it, at least watch it up until the point where before the ride begins, just watch the queue and everything. Cause I'm telling you, it looks amazing. All right. As far as the attraction is concerned, it's uh, space mountain. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> It's with spinny cars. With, yeah, like the cars uh, shift from side the to side, cars. and uh, it it feels like a slightly elevated version of Space Mountain. I think there's not much more you can do with like a space roller coaster. Uh, I think they did a great job with this one. Uh, it, it also could be because it's not translating like on the camera, right? Like the the visuals are stunning when the, it's brightly lit. But maybe because it's a, a lot darker and it's meant to be seen with the human eye because your eye will adjust a lot better than the camera will. Maybe that's why it just kind of felt like a dark roller coaster with some music playing in the background. Uh, so if, if anybody's been on the attraction and can give us a little information about what it's like when you actually hit the dark part, because even when you're loading, like they have this like energy fields and like these bursts of stuff that feel like the, the ramp going up into space mountain, right. Before mm -hmm. you actually get into the coaster part. So uh, yeah, if anybody's had an opportunity to write it, let us know how that was because uh, it, it could be that it's suffering from just 
the the camera wasn't adjusting properly to be seen but everything else i'm telling you, it looks amazing like it's one of the best looking attractions that imagineering has put together okay cool 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 yeah and you get like i'm assuming i don't know the academy award winner glenn close as novacor something or another right yeah. i think that's what she plays and Terry Crews as the comic relief, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of this. He's kind of like the the like Patrick Warburton of the oh yeah, that would be a good great comparison. Like that. Yeah. yeah, great comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. If you've been on it, you can join us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. You can leave a comment there. But if you haven't yet, we'd like to invite you to join our growing community over on Discord. We'd love to continue the conversation there. We have an invite in our Instagram stories that you can click on. There's a link. Uh, It'll take you a couple of clicks to sign up. If you're already a member of Discord, you'll be able to join our channel super quickly. Uh, On our Discord, we have a special section also for our FGP Squad members. Our FGP Squad members are our podcast for godparents, and they're a group of really awesome listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you're interested in also becoming a part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for a little more info on that. On that page, you'll find uh, some info about the FGP Squad, a link to our Patreon, what it's all about, a list of some of our top contributors, and more Uh, Again, if you have any questions, you can hit us up on Discord, Instagram, Facebook. You can also send us a message on Twitter. We're not as active on Twitter, but you can find us there as well. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for all of your support. Uh, We owe you guys a call. It's coming up. Uh, I've been feeling kind of cruddy recently. And so sadly, we had to postpone our last call. And uh, I think we're going to be ready to have that soon. So we're going to try to find a day where the majority of us are available and we'll post it up again and crossing my fingers, nothing else goes wrong and we're, we're good to go on this launch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's coming. All right. So back to Avatar to the Ray of Way of Water. Oh, we're so not Jake done with Sol- this. <laughs> okay okay uh, so yeah oh yeah so jake sully has dreadlocks and that's all i got when do Jeez. the when do and the apparently rest of the airbenders can, come out apparently he can walk again i don't know he was in a wheelchair in the first movie and now he's running around and he looks like tarzan but what about the um, airbenders okay but what about the earthbenders and the you know bender from futurama oh bender from futurama that's a good one and what about a fender guitar and what about uh (laughs) yeah uh all right well let's go back to some trailers because there was quite a few let's start with lightyear because lightyear was also one of the trailers that was part of the doctor strange opening this past weekend uh there's been a couple i know that there was a teaser and a slightly more extended trailer I'm not sure if the extended trailer that was already out was the same one that they played in front of Doctor Strange because that was the first extended trailer I had fully seen. Thoughts on Lightyear? Fun. Oh, gosh. For the longest, I thought it was going to be a, a series, and I was just all wrong. But um, it looks good. I'm in love with socks. <laughs> <laughs> socks is adorable. And sometimes a mood, like when you want to ask, or someone asks you a question, you're like, yum, 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 yum. That's it. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that resonated but, um, with me too. <laughs> but um, it looks like it's going to be a fun ride. And I'm not, you know how sometimes you get bothered by 
someone else voicing the character that isn't that person, Chris Evans does he does a great job. Like I don't there's no disconnect if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. glad you brought that up because that was going to be my question to both of you. You mm-hmm. know, after hearing Tim Allen do the voice of Buzz Lightyear for so long, not just in the films, but like in video games and yeah. in the parks and everything. Like he's so synonymous with Buzz Lightyear. He doesn't character. do it in the parks, though. That's not him. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, and the attractions. It, I think he's might be the parade. He's the parade one. Yeah, the parade. The, the attraction one, then, one is not him, right? It's like uh, Dan Castellaneta yeah, or somebody. But he is still <laughs> in the parade, I think. So you're yeah. right. You're right. Part of the park. Sorry. Part of the park. Anyway, exactly. Continue. No, thank you. But it is part of the park. <laughs> um, that was going to be my question. How do you guys feel about somebody else voicing him, and how? How long is it going to take you to get used to the fact that it's not Tim Allen this time around? I think it's it's close enough that it doesn't bother me. And, you know, because it's a, like, kind of re, like, I don't know. It's like a whole different thing. So I don't think it bothers me as much. But also, I think it's... it. He's pretty close. Like, <laughs> in the trailer, you get a big... He, he's got the, like that gravel and that you know the this the depth to like tim allen's voice he's got that similar cadence going on so um at least for me it doesn't bug me at all i was able to get past it really quickly only because when i first heard it i i was able to quickly remind myself this is not buzz lightyear the toy this is yep. the story of the person that the toy was based on. So, well, 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 hold on a second before you go there. So, this has been a confusion for a lot of people and they've I think I don't remember who announced it, it was a writer or somebody. So, it's not actually the man that Buzz Lightyear is based on. Buzz Lightyear the toy is a is a toy from the movie Lightyear. And the movie Lightyear is like Star Wars in Andy's universe. And so this is a fiction movie and the Buzz Lightyear toy is a toy from the film. It's very confusing. Oh, so it's um, so it's not based cool. on the person, it's based on the character from the film. Exactly. Oh, it's like getting those like Luke, like like a, a Darth Vader toy is exactly. So that's that's what this movie from what I understood from a lot of different people posting about it. This is a big budget sci-fi movie in Andy's universe. Oh um, man, Lightyear is what we're seeing. I'm so... looking forward to this even more now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I mean, it changes nothing. I feel the same about it because it's not yeah, the but, toy, yeah. right? It's it's still exactly. based on the character. So that makes I mean, it makes sense. I like the premise even more now. I think. Um, but yeah, I think I was able to convince myself pretty early on that it wasn't the toy. It was like the toy was based on this, who I thought was a real person, which is now apparently just a character in a film, which is, you know, it is what it is. But, but still, exactly. Yeah. The toys usually aren't done by the same voice actor anyway. So right. It's like, right. Exactly. Like Woody's voice, Woody's, all the tertiary Woody stuff's all done by Jim Hanks. Yeah. And yeah. So. Tom Hanks' brother. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a, a good trailer. Uh, I like the story that he's mm-hmm. just kind of like like how long have we been gone and what is it like sixty years or something like that that they've been gone? I believe oh, so. I, 
yeah, I forgot how many years, but it's decades that they've been away from Earth. And so, uh, like, his partner, I think now it's either the daughter or the granddaughter or something. Granddaughter. Yeah, the granddaughter that he meets up with. So uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, adventure to go on Mm -hmm. with this character. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like originally I did think that it was going to be a series as well. I'm glad that it's a film. I think it's going to add uh, a little bit more to the uh, Toy Story universe. How it's going to affect the other films, I don't think it will. I think the other films are just going to be what the films are, but this is just going to be kind of like a side story. Uh, And of course, if it goes well, we're maybe we're finally going to see Woody's roundup and what led to the creation (laughs) of Woody's roundup and everything with the, with the old prospector and Jesse, the Odlin cowgirl. I'm just excited to see Zerg as well. That's the one thing I was like, I'm so glad. The trailer looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also the trailer starts out with like, like the first big spaceship looks like spaceship earth. And then the second thing we see looks like Space Mountain. So it's cool. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff. When is that one release again? This one comes out. Bully, 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 boo, light year. I'm looking at the trailer right now. Is it June it or me. July? If it tells me. June 17th. Experience ah. it in IMAX. Okay. All right. Well, that's sooner than I, than I thought I was going to. So, yeah, that's definitely one that's going to be on the list to go watch. At least for yep. me, I, I know the kids are going to be pretty psyched to go watch that. So, yeah, Sweet. there's I, there's a lot of cool like imagery and like seeing kind of making these the things you kind of see in like the um the the Toy Story two like beginning segment, you know that light Buzz Lightyear thing, and you know maybe some of the stuff from the Buzz Lightyear series being kind of more realistic as some buddy might say or you know i don't know the exact word but something like that where it's 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 a it's a cool different look looking at all these different characters on like the movie a version of them or whatever so it's it's kind of cool to see all this stuff i'm excited for it yeah i agree uh okay so let's move on to the next trailer that we have here and that is the rescue rangers trailer definitely one of the most interesting trailers this film was odd because when the when the first teaser came out, like I kind of knew a little bit about it. I knew some of the voicing, like the voice actors that were going to be a part of the project and everything. And the first teaser dropped and it was a little different than I was expecting, especially storyline wise and everything, how they're executing it. I know Andrew has quite a bit to say about this trailer. So Mel, uh, your thoughts on the Rescue Rangers trailer? You said it best. Interesting. <laughs> There's, it's, I think it's a lot of how to process things because you're seeing stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm, how do I say this? I'm kind of bothered by Peter Pan. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, he's, I, he's grizzly looking. He's, yeah. And that, that's why I say interesting because it's like, Whoa, okay, 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 we see this, we see this, but we see other characters and whatnot, so I'm like, I, I, <laughs> like I said, a lot of processing. <laughs> yeah. A lot to process, but it looks, it looks like it's going to be fun. I'm just really thrown off, but I just, Peter Pan, dang, <laughs> did not age well. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I have one particular thought that I want to share, but I think it might be part of what Andrew's going to say. So go for uh, it. I, I'm going to wait until Andrew says his piece and then I'll either just agree with him or say what my piece is if he didn't say it. But Andrew, uh, kick <laughs> us off here or yeah, your okay, thoughts yeah. on Rescue Rangers. So this movie is going to be Cuckoo Bananas Crazy. Um, uh, just to start out with, the, there's like the part where Seth Rogen's character meets Pumbaa <laughs> like in the trailer, <laughs> which is very weird. Um, but what I think this movie is about, from what I can find on this trailer, I don't know who the big bad is in this trailer, but it's Peter Pan, I think, is like a henchman kind of person. And from what I can gather, this movie is about whoever the bad guy is, is taking parts of animated characters and like putting them in jars or bags and is like combining them with other parts to make like a, like a, I don't know what, what I always try and put that, that the, the Power Rangers thing. Make a dinosaur or whatever. Megazord? Like a Megazord, <laughs> like with like, here's like Wreck-It Ralph's arm and, you know, Baloo's body and Chip's nose. And that, like, that's what this movie I think is about is somebody is stealing cartoon characters and taking parts of their body and putting them in bags and <laughs> is using them for some nefarious purpose. Um, that is very strange for a movie that's on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's about um, it's Chip and Dale um, from, you know, the Donald Duck cartoons. Um, so that's kind of my big thought on it. Um, you, The trailer, if you really go through, I mean, it's a two and a half minute trailer. And there's just a lot to see. Like every frame is... Like, there's cars, like, with faces, like, from the movie's cars on the road talking. There's, like, at the the Comic-Con kind of thing that we see, um, there's, uh, like, Baloo from the John Favreau Jungle Book is playing in a band. Like, <laughs> it's the, like, CG Baloo, which is bizarre. Um, the Lumiere's given autographs. It's... I don't know. I just think the whole premise being about like body snatching somebody and then yeah, Peter Pan coming back to the real world and now is a like uh schlubby kind of uh uh I don't know, grumpy man. Looks uh, like a landlord kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like beer belly, yeah. like balding. Got till the end of the week to give me a rent. Exactly. He's not, <laughs> not a happy camper. And so I just, uh, I, this movie's going to be crazy. And I hope it's crazy in a good way. I'm assuming that Gadget is going to be the like, what we're looking for because gadgets not really in the trailer there's a couple in the teaser trailer we saw her twice like in weird little like uh like backgrounds of scenes where you she wasn't the focus of it so she's in the movie just not uh very pr like prominent in it so okay i've just brought up the trailer and <laughs> i'm looking at this one shot where it's the the people's body parts in bags 
Um, and it's like Jimmy Neutron's hair and um, like Yogi Bear's mouth. And, <laughs> and like it's uh, it's uh, there's a keyblade. Uh, I know for that one hurts, by uh, the way. R- Rocky the Squirrel's like hat. Um, it's uh, it's oh, great. I don't know. There's like there's, there's uh, a lot. <laughs> Robin Hood's hat. Um, there's I don't even know where to go. I think that's like the Cheshire Cat's mouth. <laughs> like I don't know what to think about this movie other than I want to watch it. Um, this claymation detective guy is kind of blue Gumby. Yeah, yeah, it's like blue. <laughs> he's blue Gumby basically. Um, but yeah, it's. It's crazy. It's like not so cuckoo bananas, and uh, I can't wait to see it and see if I'm proven right or wrong or somewhere in the middle. But uh, yeah, the 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 villain, like the big bad that like, we see in the trailer, like it looks like it's I think Fat Cat Head and like Wreck It Ralph's arm and Peter Pan's body and like. John, like Long John Silver's robot leg, and then it's got Woody's other leg, and I don't know from there. I mean, it's very quick shots, but he does definitely has Wreck It Ralph's arm and Woody's leg, and like Mickey's shorts. Like it's, it's crazy. This, this movie mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Chip has like a Goofy's ear at one point. It looks like a, instead of his own ear. I don't know. This movie is going to be crazy. What did you have to say about it, Hazen? Uh, so every time I see or every time I've seen that version of Peter Pan, it makes me think of like, you know, those like Disney conspiracies that people have about the films and like the characters and stuff like that. There's this theory that's gone around for a few years that, you know, in the in the film Peter Pan, obviously Peter Pan is fighting Captain Hook and, you know, he like Peter Pan has the Lost Boys and stuff like that. And there's this theory going around that Peter Pan is actually the villain of the film. Oh, yeah. And that Captain Hook is actually trying to save the Lost Boys from Peter Pan so that <laughs> they don't end up, you know, somewhere stuck in, yeah, like yeah. stuck in Neverland. You know what? That would be cool. Let's do an episode on Disney like fan theories. Let's put a pin in that one because I think that, that would be a really a, fun episode. That's a deep dive. Yeah, that's a deep yeah. well to uh, get it. Yeah, yeah So continue. let's let's do that one. So we'll put a pin in that. But anyway, that's what that Peter Pan makes me think of every time I I've seen it in the trailers and stuff. Two, I'm so happy that Roger Rabbit's finally getting a part two because it's been such a long time. I never thought we'd see this again. It's kind of nice that Who Framed Roger Rabbit's getting a part two at this point. That's great. I've they, they don't call this. <laughs> He's in it for like one second from from the teaser trailer. He's not even in the full trailer. So unless Roger Rabbit's like the fifth lead, um, I'm not calling this Who Framed Roger Rabbit two. Um, I'm still holding out hope that there will be a Who Framed Roger Rabbit two. But I, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But it's, I still would like it to. It's this definitely, is our closest thing. yeah, it's definitely what people like to call a spiritual successor. To exactly, it, right? it, it definitely is. It's it's the same kind of concept, other than like there's not Toontown. It's just they live among us, right? In little right. like little apartment buildings that are Chip and Dale size. And yeah. Stuff. 
So, I mean, the fact that this film breaks the fourth wall in in ways that I never thought I would want to see Chippendale break the fourth wall, because the entire premise is that, you know, you know these characters from Rescue Rangers and from their their time in Hollywood, right, doing these TV shows. And the reason that, let's say, Chip, who's voiced by John Mulaney, sounds so different than the high-pitched Chip that you're used to saying is because that's just the actor and the actor voice. Like, he sounds like John Mulaney in real life. I mean, the, how many actors have we seen throughout the years, you know, um, you know, the recently passed Gilbert Gottfried, you know, he, he had that like really high pitched scraggly voice and he didn't speak like that in real life. Uh, Fran Drescher is another one that, you know, has that, that same you that know high pitched voice, the laugh mm-hmm. and stuff. These are characters that they put on or um, what is her? I don't even remember her real name, but the Larry the Cable Guy. No, no, top, well, maybe <laughs> him too. But, um, she plays Bernadette. I was just watching Big Bang. Uh, Melissa Rauch, who plays Bernadette well, on yes. Big Bang. You know, she doesn't have that high pitched voice either. These are just characters, right? So the fact that they're breaking the fourth wall in a way where they're letting you into that that side of of their careers, I think, is kind of fun. But uh, I, I've i given some thought to who I think the big bad is, right? Because obviously you can't mm-hmm. really tell from the trailer. And we don't see Gadget. And everybody's been saying, like, oh, well, what if they're on the quest for Gadget? Like, what if Gadget was kidnapped or something? What if Gadget is the big bad? Like, what if, what if Gadget is the spiritual successor to Judge Doom and she's like Justice <laughs> Gadget, right? And she's the one putting all these like hybrid characters together because she's an inventor, right? She, she is. Put, put things together. She, yep. And she just got jealous that she never got the recognition that she deserved, that Chip and Dale got everything. And it's like, you know, a redemption sort of story because she wants the, the spotlight. What if she's the villain in this? Dang. You, you might be onto something, especially when you said that. She could fix things like, oh, yeah, she's she knows her tools. Yeah. She knows her way around tools. So, yeah. Other than that, I have no, I wouldn't even know or guess or start to guess on who would be the bad guy. Gadget hack wrench, more like gadget hack saw. Am I right? right? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I was I you know one thing that I hadn't paid attention to for some odd reason uh, until like we did the last post was that uh, until I think we posted it on Instagram at one point but until we did that I didn't realize that it was a straight to Disney Plus thing I thought it was going to be released in theaters and then you know we would eventually get like a Disney Plus release but this is going straight to Disney Plus yeah mm-hmm this I'm going through the trailer frame by frame. There's a like a board where it has like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, but one of them's head is replaced with Gus from like the the mouse yeah. from Cinderella, and like it has it says stitched body together at middle, add head on right shoulder. I'm like, what is this movie? Yeah, it's kind of dark. <laughs> Replace eye color and add, and revise eye shape, like. Add feathers, ears, like what? What is this movie? Yeah, I like. I don't know. This is crazy. But I'm <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. 
and we're gonna have to do like a like a whole thing on this when it comes out i mean it comes out at the end of this month i believe um but yeah i i don't know it's so weird it's so weird yeah may 20th <laughs> i think is when this one releases very soon yeah a couple weeks away from this one so all right there we'll we'll do a we'll do a a thing on this one as well. It'll be fun. I'm like a watch party. Watch party. Everybody wants to watch Chip and Dale. <laughs> Do, does Disney Plus Rescue. still have that? I know that they rolled out the I, watch party might. thing. And I, I, it was a really big thing for like a week. Yeah. And then people had trouble using it. And I don't hear anybody using the watch party feature on Disney Plus anymore. Like, is it even still there? Ah, well, you know what? Here we go, Mr. Google. (laughs) While you Google it, I'm going to launch the Disney Plus app on this thing. Host virtual movie nights with something, something, something. Like, who will be first? How to watch Hmm. group, how to do group watch. It looks like it still might be a thing. Log in to Disney Plus account, select the movie you want to watch, click the group watch icon on the titles detail page. It looks like three people in a circle. Click the plus button to invite a family and friend. Yeah, I see Click it. Click copy link to share the link. It's right next you can to the paste watch the link list in button. A text. Share in an email, whatever is most convenient. When you're ready to start, click start stream. Can I just yeah, quickly share something with you about the Disney Plus app? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I it it is one of the most frustrating apps when it comes to content streaming out there. Like some of the most basic features that you would expect to see in this app are just not there. Like digging to see like a list of the episodes in a season is so difficult mm-hmm. and like going back or starting something over or continuing from where you left off by going into the episode. Like it's just some of the most common features that you would expect to find are just not there. And it's so frustrating that they're not. The, yeah. The one that bugs me all the time is it doesn't like auto uh complete the episode like if the credits oh, go yeah. and you're like okay i'm done watching it it's like okay watch the next one nope watch the credits of yep. the last one because you didn't fast forward through the whole end of the thing yeah like, <laughs> I yeah i'll agree to that. that yeah i hope that uh with some of the changes and you know there's always a lot of talk about how the digital space is like really hulu does Disney's. it yeah and that's what's so confusing right that Hulu, another one of their products, also does it. Now, in all fairness, Hulu's been around for a lot longer. It is handled as a different product. And but so still, their engineers... take the stuff from Hulu and shove it in there. Right. Easy peasy, I'm right. sure. Exactly. So... Like, this isn't, this isn't like, they're coming, coming up with a whole new, like, idea of what how to watch TV and how to watch shows. It's just do the same thing everybody else does. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how it functioned before because I never had like MLB extra innings or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. I think back and wonder if the same problems that plague this app happen in MLB extra innings, or if they were even an issue, because if you're just watching a baseball game, you're not sitting there like rewatching something over and over, right? You're just sitting there and you're playing hitting play, which is kind of what this is like, because that's what they based everything on for Disney plus, right? They bought the company and da 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 da. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's a product of that. But, yeah, it needs an overhaul, man. Like, it's okay, but compared to some of the features in the other apps, it's so frustrating to deal with sometimes. I would have to agree. So, 
anyway, what else did we have? Oh, there Weird was video the, game. Yeah, the trailer for Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, that is, it's not a movie, uh, not a film that's going to be coming out on Disney Plus or the theaters, but it is a very interesting game. And have you both had an opportunity to watch the trailer for this game? No, I did. No, no, not yet. <laughs> Take a minute to watch it before we we have the discussion right now, okay. uh, or watch it while Andrew's talking, uh, so he can give us his thoughts. Um, yeah. So I don't play too many video games. I like video games. I just don't have the time. Um, but from what I can tell, it and from some articles I've read, it's kind of like a Sims, Animal Crossing kind of console game, PC. Um, not on the phone, everywhere else kind of game. Looks like it's going to be on the Switch. Um, where it's like you are the neighbors of the characters and Wreck-It Ralph's there and I don't know, Olaf. And it looks like there's a uh, treasure planet section, which is kind of neat. But um, yeah, it seems like it's a uh, Sims-esque game where you, you know, build up your little town and make some friends and change your clothes and plant some tomatoes. I don't know what you do in Sims. I don't play those kind of games very often, but it looks interesting. Um, uh, it's developed by Gameloft, which they, uh, they do another game that I play on my phone. Um, so pretty decent game play from what I can tell, but it looks like, you know, same kind of Sims thing. You, you're changing your clothes, you're building your house, you're doing stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, you got my attention as soon as you said Animal Crossing and <laughs> described what Animal Crossing does. And I'm like, what, what? And then I'm reading through and I'm watching and I'm just like, uh, this may be the game that's going to take me off Animal Crossing. Because I'm <laughs> yeah. always playing every day. Like, that's my game. Like, I I could spend hours just playing. You guys already know. So, but ooh, this is going to be like, yeah, when, when are we buying this? <laughs> <laughs> so, it is summer 2022. That's when the game is supposed to be launched. Um, and that's going to be early access if you had an opportunity to sign up through like xbox game pass if you had a membership or if mm -hmm. you had like the founders pack uh otherwise it's going to launch in 2023 to the public so unless you have like this beta preview thing that they're doing summer 2022 you are gonna have to wait until next year to play uh like andrew said it is going to be primarily console and pc based uh steam windows epic are going to have it in their stores a playstation and xbox I'm pretty sure it's going to go back to the PlayStation 4. They just have a PlayStation logo, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be 4 and 5. Um, it's supposed to be coming to the Switch at some point, and they have an Apple App Store icon. I, I think that the Mac apps and the iOS apps are all in the same store. Mm -hmm. So while this might be like a Mac-based game, I, I want to say that some of the newer iPads and maybe even like some of the newer iPhones are going to be strong enough to run this game because they oh, have wow. some pretty powerful chips in the, in the new iPhones. I don't see anything for Android yet, but that's not to say that it won't at some point be available. But yeah, everything that you described is exactly what this game is, right? It's This game, I feel, is like kind of where 
it's it's this mixture of the sims and stardew valley and animal crossing but it's kind of where disney infinity also left off mm-hmm. like there's a lot of aspects about building the world that i think existed in disney infinity that i really enjoyed in that game that i believe are going to be a part of this one uh the premise is uh, you're in this world. The world was kind of disheveled because it was ignored for a really long time. And your job as the main player is to befriend the Disney characters that you meet along your journey. And they give you items that you know you can use to decorate your home, the world, new clothing. And it's like, the, like Animal Crossing, right? Like you make friends with the villagers and you, they kind of expand your world. And so mm-hmm. it, during that time, you're also building out this world. So uh, I, I kind of, like in Animal Crossing, I've transitioned over into kind of building out the island and trying to build like a theme park out of it. You know, and so I've added a bunch of the theme park elements to it, and uh, I've tried to start dressing it up as much as I can to look like a Disneyland-type-ish park. I know that there's a lot of other users out there that have really nicely built islands, but uh, mine is definitely not that advanced. But that's how I spend the time. Whenever I want to just kind of relax and just disconnect... Uh, I go and I start building like these elements, right? And I start kind of tweaking things and breaking stuff down. I have my Mickey Island with all the flowers and everything. So uh, this game, like you said, Mel, might be the game that completely pulls me away from Animal Crossing because it's going to have a lot of the similar aspects and it's going to have a lot of the same style graphics that we got with Disney Infinity that I absolutely loved. There's going to be tasks that you have to complete. Remember Disneyland Adventures, mm-hmm. the Xbox yes. game and the PC game? Yeah. So it it was an okay game to play. Like It was very simplistic in the way that the tasks were achieved and the things that you would do in the game. Uh, and I'm sure that this one's going to be very similar because they wanted to appeal to a wide audience. But this one has the added elements of you building stuff out to it. So I think in that in that aspect, they're going to be similar with all of these other things that we enjoy from all these other games. So I'm I'm fully in like it, I'm going to try to find a way to somehow get the summer 2022 access or find someone that has it that's willing to let me play on their account or something because I, I like I want to be able to play and, and review this game before it's fully out just to see what it's going to be like. So I'm excited, especially because Disney Infinity ended so abruptly. You know, they had this like fourth wave of characters that was going to be coming uh, after they ended up doing the Star Wars, like the Star Wars pack was the last one they did. And there was all these rumors that there was going to be like Moana characters and all sorts of cool new stuff coming. And it never came like they just got rid of the studio. They got rid of the project altogether. And this makes me happy. Like, I feel like this is the second coming of Disney Infinity with a whole like array of new features to play with. Yeah, it looks exciting. And that, you know, you brought up a uh, Disney Night Adventure and I think a lot of people 
uh, forget or whatever that that was originally just a connect game mm-hmm. like that it was built just for the connect and I think that's why the games are so simplistic it's you had to stand there and wiggle your arms around and you're flying around and doing all the different stuff so I had that for connect and it was it, it was fun and is a challenge and I've never played it on the you know without the connect but um it had Disneyland on it, so I had to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was challenging to play. Uh, I think because of how we had the connect positioned in our mm-hmm. living room, well, we could never really enjoy it. It wasn't until I got it on the PC mm-hmm. that I was able to kind of play through and enjoy the game a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, this definitely has elements of that game, Disney Infinity. Uh, it, it even has a little bit of Epic Mickey in it, like some of the graphics. And I don't yeah. think it's going to be as robust as Epic Mickey, obviously. Good game. It was a great game. Both of um, them. But I don't think this one's going to be as robust as that one is. But there's definitely some elements of it. Uh, I think the graphical style is very similar. And I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it so mm-hmm. much. I want it now. Right? <laughs> now. Help us out, listeners. You got somebody that's got that access? Let Hayes know. I'm not yes. going to do it. I'm not going to play it. Let's oh, I'm going to totally play. Yeah, we'll play. <laughs> maybe this you, is, you tell me. And maybe I'll, this uh, is what finally gets us into like Twitch streaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I got to put the Mickey pants on my character. That's and right. And I got to put the Remy hat. And okay, here we go. Click that link, that subscribe button. Smash that bell icon. <laughs> <laughs> you got them all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I know that this was a very trailer-filled episode, but this was all stuff that I think we've been wanting to talk about for the last several weeks, and uh, we just haven't had an opportunity to. Uh, they, they've been on our list, and then one conversation leads to another, and they just kind of get left behind. So before it got you know, to the release of some of these films – uh, we wanted to make sure that we, we had an opportunity to talk about it. So if you have any thoughts on any of the trailers, on the ending of Moon Knight, on uh, whether you think Avatar, uh, yeah, the end. Uh, yeah, any thoughts? Jake Sully has dreadlocks <laughs> in the movie, and apparently he can walk again. I don't know. Uh, final thoughts. Um is is Chip and or Dale Deadpool? Uh, they're breaking the fourth wall. That maybe they're Look, Deadpool. Dale Who is knows? Deadpool. We're just gonna put it out. Dale now. is Deadpool. Dale is Deadpool. <laughs> Dale he is got Deadpool. that like uh, surgery to make your your character look three. Yeah, the CGI yeah. surgery and also turned into Deadpool. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Any thoughts? Please join us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Again, just search for Podcasters. But again, we'd love for you to join us over on Discord. Click on the link in our IG story or the link in the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 412. That's it. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward. And oh, before we end FGP Squad, make sure that you that you check out the after show because we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So uh, yeah, that's coming. So now we could say until next time, Keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.